all the talk, all the time. Carefully designed to stimulate the mind. This is TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. It's time for Healthy Talk Radio. By the powers vested in me, by the Federal Communications Commission. Coming to you live from the headquarters of the Global Health Network and across the world wide web. (gasps) Computers can do that? It's America's longest running radio program dedicated to your health and wellness. What's taking place here is an alternative approach. Now, the woman who's changing the face of health care each and every day. That's the fact. Here's Deborah Ray. Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. Well, they say that when it comes to SWAT teams, the SWAT teams of the future will have a doctor on board uh, with a bulletproof vest. Uh, they say they can save lives with not even waiting to get uh, those uh, involved in trauma to hospital emergency rooms. It's all about food and nutrients for dental health. Dr. Robert Kulatz is our guy today. We've heard about the superfoods for heart health. We talk about them uh, like salmon and pomegranate, uh, chocolate to red wine. What about the superfoods for your dental health? Oh, yes, the dots do connect. We'll talk about it. Our line's open. Any of your dental health questions with foods and nutrients for dental health. Our topic today with Dr. Robert Kulatz at one 800 307 73002 right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Now the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest. Interesting bit of Chinese research uh, published in the European Journal of Pharmacology um, uh, has uh, some promise held for those who suffer from acute pancreatitis. Very painful, uh, can often be quite debilitating, and uh, the, the options in terms of treatment somewhat limited. We know that intracellular calcium overload, I know it sounds like a, a technical term and to some extent it is, often plays a key role in severe acute pancreatitis because that's where we find that the tissue damage that can be so detrimental when the pancreas is, quote, on fire, unquote. Apparently, there are calcium channel blocker drugs that are often used to try and address this intracellular calcium overload. Drugs like Norvas, Procardia, uh, Kalin, or Cardizam. But um, the side effects uh, include uh, dizziness, headache, uh, fluid buildup, rapid heart rate, uh, constipation, even a slowing heart rate, and um, the, the effect is somewhat limited. Interesting information coming out of a major university in China indicates that while we don't understand the mechanism of action, resveratrol works that uh, in laboratory studies, they hope to have more money for more study to translate that to human clinical trials, the effects of resveratrol on calcium regulation provide the opportunity to not only address from an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory standpoint, uh, but the beneficial effects of resveratrol appear to be mediated because it appears to reduce this intracellular calcium overload. 
So, as always, we'll post all the healthcare news as we do on a daily basis at our website, healthytalkradio.com. University of Georgia Research says it's an unbeatable team. Teaming up genistine from soy and resveratrol, my goodness, there it is, from grapes, apparently enhances the anti-obesity effects of the compounds individually. We've talked about some of the research indicating that more genistein from soy, it's one of the important isoflavones from soy, more resveratrol that we find from sources from uh, grapes, certain red wines, uh, you can certainly find it in supplement form, that when they combine the two, they found that it reduced fat cell numbers by up to 70% more than just the use of genistein or resveratrol alone. So knowing that those fat cells are key to the obesity that often plagues um, uh, being overweight, as well as the inflammation uh, as well, because these fat cells become uh, almost organs uh, in terms of hormonal um, hormone uh, effects from these fat cells uh, releasing certain inflammatory chemicals that then start this vicious cycle of inflammation equals obesity uh, equals insulin resistance which equals a whole list of other problems so they now believe that perhaps uh, resveratrol which is found in raspberries, peanuts, blueberries as well as grapes uh, as well as genistine can be used together uh, in terms of a total body approach to obesity enhancing uh, health benefits uh, when a combination of the two according to University of Georgia researchers uh, are used together well, he's a professor of epidemiology and nutrition at the Harvard School of Public Health who indicates that if you don't drink, while well, you may not want to start drinking, but if you do imbibe, you may want to be aware of the fact that modest consumption, we're talking about one drink a day, fewer than seven a week, do have beneficial um, uh, Attributes in terms of what they might offer our health. That modest drinking seems to raise the HDL. That helps to reduce the risk of heart disease and stroke. Alcohol also reduces platelet aggregation, so you're much less likely to form a heart attack-inducing or clot, a stroke-inducing clot. That a drink a day helps to regulate insulin. Um, and actually lowers your risk for type 2 diabetes, that three or more drinks a week could help uh, protect against rheumatoid arthritis, according to some research presented at the European Congress of Rheumatology, suggesting that modest alcohol consumption dampens inflammation, suppresses the body's immune system, and, of course, the intriguing information is, is it the alcohol or is it the chemicals, the naturally occurring chemicals that we find from sources like wine that can be of such great benefit? And University of Miami also weighing in that women who imbibe an alcohol of any kind are twice as likely to report better than average health than women who don't drink at all. 
Well, it's some interesting information about acrylamides and why many of us might roll our eyes because the information first indicated that when you cook starchy foods as you would find in pastries or in french fries, these acrylamide compounds linked to cancer, or was it? Now, a large study of over 62,000 women in the Netherlands, um, one of a handful of studies showing significant increases in cancer risk with um, the dietary intake of acrylamides. This is a chemical compound formed when you uh, heat um, certain carbohydrates to high temperatures, as you would find in, in pastries or in French fries, raises the risk of ovarian cancer by 78%. Of course, you have to take all that in perspective, uh, but the unfolding role that diet does have a significant role to play in terms of activating or inactivating genes linked to your risk of cancer. Um, animal studies showing 100,000 times higher levels of acrylamide linked to uh, to cancer may not ever translate to human studies, but any information that links uh, dietary intake to how we take care of our genes is a good thing. Well, speaking of that information, it's a report by staff members of the Food and Drug Administration posted in advance of an advisory panel meeting that's scheduled for tomorrow to review the use of two of the most widely prescribed drugs for flu. They are Tamiflu and Relenza, T-A-M-I-F-L-U, Tamiflu and Relenza, R-E-L-E-N-Z-A. They have been linked to the uh, delirium and subsequent death of several uh, Japanese children. And uh, now the Food and Drug Administration staff members say the evidence um, is growing that the makers of Tamiflu, Roche, and Relenza, GlaxoSmithKline, should add warnings that they can cause psychiatric side effects and have been linked to the death of uh, a number of Japanese children. Doesn't make you want to go out and <laughs> grab those drugs now, does it? Well, speaking of the Food and Drug Administration, they are questioning whether GlaxoSmithKline's asthma drugs, Cerevent and Advair, are appropriate for use in pediatric patients. We have a staggering uh, incidence of asthma among our children in this country, and often these uh, steroid drugs with all the side effects never tested in children. So now the Food and Drug Administration questioning the safety of Cerevent and Advair, asthma drugs for kids. We're going to return to talk with Dr. Robert Kulatz all about foods and nutrients for your dental health. We invite your dental health questions right here on Healthy Talk Radio with Dr. Robert Kulatz. America's number one source for healthcare information, news, and medical breakthroughs. Making America healthy coast to coast. It's Healthy Talk Radio with Deborah Ray. Well, with Medscape talking about how that flavonoid-rich dark chocolate is good for the health of your heart. In fact, the Swiss are even surmising that the Heart Healthy Program of the Future will include some dark chocolate on a regular basis. What about for the health of your mouth? 
We now know that oral health, whether it's our gums, our teeth, uh, um, all of the above, connected to total body health. So here with us to address the topic of foods and nutrients for your dental health. And as always, our line's open to invite your dental questions at 1-800-307-3002. Is the uh, author of The Roots of Disease, Connecting Dentistry and Medicine. He's behind a great website, thebodyconnected.com. He's Dr. Bob Kulatz, who joins us today. Dr. Kulatz, hello and welcome. Hello, Deborah. Good morning. Great to be here. Well, I hope you had uh, some cranberry over the holiday because that's <laughs> one of the foods now we're linking to better dental health. Tell us more, Dr. Kulatz. Absolutely, Deborah. There, you know, we're starting to realize that uh, you know we're chasing uh, the disease after it's already occurred uh, or disease care system is what we really have in this country. And dentistry falls into that category, you know, treating cavities after they have occurred. Uh, it's much better to prevent disease. And we know that, uh, that proper diet, uh, you know, cranberries, for example, blueberries, a uh, mangosteen, uh, uh, green tea, a dark chocolate, as you mentioned, uh, are all foods that uh, can help promote oral health and help prevent uh, the disease process from starting. Now, the FDA and FTC are very stringent on, on what you can claim a natural product can do because they, if you claim it can treat uh, or prevent a disease and it's classified as a drug and you can't make those kind of statements. But we do know that uh, these natural products, natural food products, uh, are integral in maintaining uh, total body health and oral health. And, you know, cranberries uh, and, and blueberries and, and uh, mangosteen, etc., all are anti-inflammatory. All, uh, many are antibacterial and can promote the balance of good to bad bacteria in the mouth. And we know that when we have a, a, an abundance of bad bacteria in the mouth, we get diseases such as gum disease, periodontal disease, which is linked to cardiovascular disease and preterm labor, diabetes, cancer, etc., etc., that everything is connected and that infection and inflammation can affect all parts of the body. And if we can stop it in the mouth, we can stop the, uh, the beginnings of gum disease uh, by proper nutrition, uh, then we don't have to go ahead and and treat it. Also, if it's already begun, uh, and we do have somebody who may be just genetically uh, predisposed to having a pro-inflammatory response where their body just reacts to a mild stimulation with a uh, an increased inflammatory response, that just treating the gum disease alone, for example is not enough, that it's going to come back. We have to see why these people, uh, whether it be poor oral hygiene, which is, uh, of course, one factor, but nutritionally, how do we get the body uh, uh, set up so that the balance of good to bad bacteria is maintained? And we don't have an overgrowth 
of the disease or pathogenic causing bacteria. And all of these, uh, these studies coming out now showing that uh, the natural food products that contain not only one compound, but many, many compounds, many which we don't even ha uh, identify yet, uh, work in synergy uh, to help, uh, you know, help prevent uh, these inflammatory processes, uh, antioxidant properties that they have, all, all important in preventing disease both in the mouth and in the rest of the body. Did you wonder, I'm sure you do, Dr. Kulots, and, and you have much more insight than, than, than all of us. You know, why is the, the rate of, of root canals, of, of gum disease skyrocketing when, you know, traditional cultures didn't have <laughs> the latest array on the shelves of all the mouthwashes and rinses and whitening and, <laughs> and antibacterial agents? They knew something much more fundamental in terms of even things like, I know you've looked at green tea, too, for dental health. Sure. Mm -hmm. Green tea has chemicals, uh, properties in it, that, uh, and there are uh, uh, several different ingredients in green tea that prevent the uh, growth of the bad bacteria by inhibiting uh, certain pathways that uh, help these bacteria make energy. And if you block those pathways, you're you're actually going to block the ability of the bacteria to make energy and the bacteria are going to die. So, you know, we, uh, and also people lose sight of the fact that many of the so-called medications uh, prescribed by uh, allopathic physicians and dentists come from natural sources. Uh, digitalis, for example, comes from foxglove, uh, you know, heart medication. There are many, many examples of this. And going back to your, your uh, previous statement about how come we are seeing an increased uh, rate of root canals and gum disease and decay when we have all of these products, well, what we put in our mouth and the, the foods that we eat, uh, uh, the processed foods, tend to promote a more acidic environment in our mouth, which will allow the and uh, will actually set up an environment that is more favorable toward the bad bacteria. Uh, these processed foods also cause inflammation. You know, the the people who don't use processed foods and the people years ago who ate natural foods uh, that nature intended right. our bodies to run on didn't have this rampant you know, periodontal problem and decay problem. The body was, was made to run the same way your car is made to run on certain fuels and people wouldn't think of putting in the wrong fuel, yet we, we go ahead and we put in the wrong, uh, foodstuffs into our body and forget that, uh, our, you know, our body is meant biochemically to run on natural foods, uh, that nature has presented to us. So when I, I tell people, you know, shop on the outside of the aisles in the grocery <laughs> store, buy the, you know, fruits, vegetables, uh, or, organic if you can, natural foods, and all of a sudden you're going to be changing the whole milieu or the whole uh, landscape of your body by giving it what it needs. So let me by, ask you, because... By supplying it with the proper nutrients. 
Let me ask you, because I've, I've often marveled, um, you know, in, in hospital settings, you know, after you're out of surgery, they're, they're plying you with soft drinks and, and, and jello and, <laughs> can, you, and can you believe that? <laughs> and ice cream. And I, and I know that, you know, the, the same is after dental surgery. I mean, they'll, they'll give you actually recommendations to, to have some ice cream, have some jello. You know, isn't there a better way, Dr. Kulatz? Oh, there's, there's, there's a better way. And the, and the problem goes back to, the uh, medical slash dental education, there is very little uh, nutrition discussed in medical or dental schools. Uh, and the, the, the focus on uh, physicians and dentists, uh, when they are in private practice, they're, they're being bombarded by uh, you know journals and representatives from drug companies coming in promoting uh, this drug to treat this and this drug to treat that when a food item can uh, do sometimes as well or better than a drug without the side effects. Dr. Kulatz, and hold that thought. We I don't think- want to miss a single minute. We'll be back with more of Dr. Robert Kulatz. Foods and nutrients for your dental health. We welcome your questions at 1-800-307-3002. He's the author of The Roots of Disease, Connecting Dentistry and Medicine, thebodyconnected.com, right here on Healthy Talk Radio. The information on Healthy Talk Radio may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but it might just be good for your health. Now, here's Julian Whitaker, MD, America's Wellness Doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's First Lady of Health. We're talking foods and nutrients for dental health with the author of The Roots of Disease, uh, uh, dentistry, connecting dentistry and medicine, uh, as well as uh, the gentleman behind, the, the dentist behind thebodyconnected.com. Dr. Robert Kulatz joining us today at 1-800-307-3002, your dental health questions. And we were talking antibacterial, that balance of flora, because it was just a couple of weeks ago I was in the office of, of a local center that focused on jaw surgery and was talking with the practitioner there who was vehemently anti um, all the standard antibacterial mouthwashes. I mean, there's some of those that have been around for decades, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so many uh, Americans, you know, buy them, think that, you know, they're, they're rinsing with these strong antibacterial mouthwashes, and, sometimes, and somehow that's healthy for them. When this practitioner was adamant, that's not good for the health of your gums. Your insight, Dr. Kulatz. Sure, Deborah. That, that is true. Very, I'll make a, a, a uh, comparison to uh, taking an antibiotic to kill uh, an infection systemically or in the, in, the rest, in the rest of the body. You take the antibiotic and we know that our, our, our gut or our GI tract, our intestines, is full of bacteria. Now, there are, we need these bacteria to absorb food and protect the, uh, the, the intestine from the overgrowth of bad bacteria and yeast. So when we kill all of those bacteria with like, I use the word, uh, uh, like a hand grenade, uh, when we give an antibiotic, we're killing off all of these good bacteria as well as the ones we're trying to, uh, uh the bad ones we're trying to eliminate. And, uh, sometimes the side effect of that is, uh, can be life-threatening. You can get a, a, a growth of a bacteria called C. difficile, 
which can cause uh, a severe diarrhea, and and in some people, if not treated properly, can lead to death. Uh, you can get an overgrowth of the yeast, and the same thing can happen when you use these antibacterial mouthwashes that kill all of the bac bacteria in the mouth. We need good bacteria mm -hmm. to prevent the bad bacteria and the yeast from growing. By killing off all of the bacteria and you know, then going back, we'll tie in nutrition. If we have an environment that's set up uh, by poor nutrition, meaning that the nutrition st status of the patient uh, is such that uh, the oral cavity may be more acidic, etc., etc., uh, we may end up growing more of the bad bacteria, uh, disease-causing bacteria, and the yeast rather than the good bacteria that are protective and that prevent the colonization of these uh, disease-causing bacteria. So I agree. You know, wiping out uh, with a hand grenade, if you will, uh, all of the bacteria with these antimicrobial bacteria uh, uh, antibacterial mouthwashes, and many of them containing, you know, alcohol, right. uh, is not, in my opinion, a good idea. So I know uh, you took a look at, at, at green tea, at, 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 you know, actually formulating, a, you know, a mouthwash. I mean, how do you, you know, use this knowledge to, to, to you know, to formulate products um, because we're increasingly seeing, uh, you know, even the use of essential oils mm -hmm. in uh, a, a much more, I think, a balanced, much more science-based approach to, to dental health, Dr. Kulatz. That's correct, Deborah. Uh, it's it, it's not not easy to, uh, you know, be the lone ranger <laughs> formulating these products. It takes a lot of, uh, you know, research as to the what the concentration. Uh, of the uh, green tea extract, for example, should be. Uh, but looking at the literature and seeing that, you know, people who who consume uh, green tea uh, in its natural form uh, have a lower incidence of disease, uh, certain diseases, uh, you, you have to interpolate uh, from that data how much of that green tea extract you want to put into your to your mouthwash, mm -hmm. uh, for example, and uh, it, it, it's a kind of a trial and everything. And I actually use myself uh, as, as a guinea pig many times as a trial and error to see uh, how effective it is. You know, unfortunately, you know the major drug companies have lots of money to uh, fund research uh, on medications and, and, and pharmaceutical agents uh, that they can patent and put out and make claims that the FDA will endorse. It's much different when it comes to natural items, which can't be patented, uh, and, and therefore uh, major uh, drug companies and major uh, 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 and companies in general are not going to put the funding in to the research since it, uh, their product cannot be patented uh, after they do all that research, which costs lots of money, and therefore it's difficult to make a claim that, uh, say, a green tea mouthwash uh, will prevent or uh, help prevent, you know, gum disease. So uh, it's, there's a lot of factors that go into uh, the, the not only formulating the the uh, the product, but the difficulty in testing 
the product. So you have to go kind of roundabout and read the literature and see uh, what what's already been published, uh, and then from that use that data to, when it when uh, formulating, let's say, a green tea-based uh, mouthwash. Now, speaking of that, we had the opportunity, oh, it's been several years ago, uh, to interview a, a research scientist from the University of Wisconsin, Dr. Lorraine Meisner, uh, who did some fascinating uh, research on an oral form of, of vitamin C, actually in a, in a vitamin C powder, almost like a tooth powder form, with uh, some added ingredients like glucosamine. Uh, showing in, in some, some just some very elegant you know, clinical trials uh, that it helped to reverse uh, you know, the size of the pockets, actually you know, helped to, to you know, uh, you know, strengthen teeth that were loose, so you know, actually reverse gum disease. <laughs> but you know, yep. when it came to you know, little guys versus the big guys, you know, bringing it to the marketplace, even mm-hmm. though it was on the market for a short period of time and, and worked uh, just, just beautifully, uh, you know, there was this mindset, oh, my goodness, you know, this is nutrition, this is somehow uh, high quackery, when, you know, a major right. university had done this research, Dr. Kulatz. Yeah. Uh, you know, scurvy, for example, a disease that was prevalent uh, years ago, uh, I'd say in, in long duration, uh, uh, you know, sea travelers who didn't have fresh fruit, uh, lack of vitamin C caused their teeth and their gums to bleed and their teeth to become loose, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so vitamin C, yes, is, is integral in, in promoting the formation of collagen, which is uh, our, the structure of the, and the, of the underlying structure of the gum tissue and health of the gum tissue. Lack of vitamin C will cause a, uh, a, a, a uh, imbalance or a... Uh, Poor formation of the essential collagen needed to keep the gums healthy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Vitamin C in a uh, in a toothpaste, in a uh, rinse, you know, applied topically to the gums, uh, is both uh, antibacterial and will promote uh, the uh, an anti-inflammatory and promote the health of of the gum tissue. So, you know, why this is not more prevalent uh, and in products on the marketplace, uh, I still don't understand. Uh, well, I do understand. We both understand why. But, but uh, these little, things do work. These, these great little pouches. products do work. Yeah, there's these great little pouches of powdered sea, you know, that, that it kind of fizz, and you can put them, you know, right in your, uh, you know, the bowl of, of your water pick. And this mm-hmm. is just a wonderful way to get all that vitamin C in your gums and, uh, um, <laughs> Absolutely, know, it, it works. And it it, works you're quite... delivering it topically, right where it's needed under the gum line. Uh, you're giving you're giving the body what it needs, yeah. and that and that again it comes back to that. Uh, I think Deborah, we we we, we again we're a disease uh, oriented society. Our whole healthcare system is really not a healthcare system, but more a disease care system we where we treat it. disease after it's occurred. Oh, Why don't we prevent disease before it occurs? And nature has given us many tools uh, in the form of, of natural foods and vitamins, etc., that our bodies long for and require and that our bodies know what to do when they do get the proper nutrition. They don't cause disease. Yeah, show me the science. Show me the science. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, let's say hello and welcome to Mick. You're on the air with Dr. Kulots. Mick? 
Yes, uh, let's see. Uh, you were talking about rinse. I have two questions, so I, maybe one's quickie, maybe one's dealing with might not be. Uh, peroxide. Sometimes I, I frequently rinse with uh, peroxide. Is that as harmful as you're saying with these other uh, antibacterials? Well, <clears throat> peroxide was used, it was a technique called the Kais technique, uh, and that was developed by Dr. Kais years ago, where you mix peroxide and baking soda. Mm-hmm. And the reason why peroxide works is that many of the disease-causing bacteria are called are anaerobic, meaning they, they don't like oxygen. Yes. They don't thrive in the presence yep. of oxygen. <clears throat> so peroxide delivers lots of oxygen. So it changes the environment. Again, we're changing the environment. And we, when we talked about earlier, it's using foods to change the environment, yep. uh, to change the acidity, to change the inflammatory process. It is similar to what we're talking about here, except we're talking about using the peroxide as a, a treatment rather than as a, as a prevention. Uh, uh, I would not use peroxide full strength, 3% that you get over the counter daily uh, if you're using it. Uh, I, I would, If you're going to use it, I would uh, dilute it 50% with water, 50%. Uh, and I will use it sparingly. I yeah, would use sparingly. it every day. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you. Now, my other question was, uh, I, I know that you don't like root canals at all, and so I had a tooth pulled and so forth. Now, I can put a bridge in, I can put an implant in, and for two other teeth, I may have to have a bottom plate, a uh, you know, a uh, partial plate. Now, what do you think about implants? Well, that's a very good question. I, my, the jury is still out, uh, in my opinion, on implants. Okay. If the bone isn't is is uh, thoroughly cleaned of any infection. If you had a tooth that was infected and it caused infection in the bone, if the dentist did not remove that infection in the bone, then putting an implant into an infected area is not a good idea. Um, Also, there are going to be newer implants coming, uh, zirconium implants that are non-metallic that I think will be more biocompatible than a titanium uh, alloy-based implant implants we currently have. The second issue with implants is that they, unlike a knee or a hip, which is thoroughly contained in in the body, uh, an implant in the mouth protrudes up through the gum tissue. And that is a pathway where if the gum tissue Uh is not uh, healthy around that implant post that's protruding up, holding that tooth, that is a pathway for bacteria to migrate down. Uh Now, in our teeth, we have fibers that insert into, uh, from the gum into the tooth and the bone, preventing bacteria from getting down to the bone structure. With implants, we don't have that. Uh, I see. So, so you know, if you, like I know, I obviously can't diagnose or recommend treatment, sure. but if you sure. have teeth on either side of that extraction area that have large fillings, yep. then it may be best to go with a bridge. Mm-hmm. Because right. you already have a lot of tooth structure missing yep. from yep. having large fillings. Yep. If these teeth are virgin teeth and they have never been filled before, well, then you may want to weigh uh, the either a bonded bridge, which are, years ago were uh, were popular, fell out of favor because they fell out, used to become unbonded quite frequently. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that's an, a non-invasive way without destroying tooth structure, without uh, putting something into the bone, 
having a bonded bridge, a, a, a tooth bonded to either uh, a tooth on either side of that space that will replace that missing tooth without like, putting an implant in and without having to cut down those two teeth for crowns or caps. And it's, a, it's bonding, huh? You don't have to... Yeah. So it used to be called the Maryland Bridge. Mm. And I think that's... If it was me, that's what yeah. I would do. I see. Good enough, Doctor. Thank you much. Thank You're you, welcome. Mick, for, thank you, Mick, for joining us yep. today. Um, um, we'd be remiss not to mention tea tree oil when it comes to, to dental health. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of preparations out there. Um, you know, uh, are those impressive in terms of go- overall good dental health, Dr. Kulatz? That, that's, a, that's a good point, Deborah. They, tea tree oil is very good uh, antibacterial, uh, antiviral. Uh, the, the, the question I still have to research is how much of the good bacteria is tea tree oil destroying also? Do, uh, you, do you Are you aware of that? No, I haven't seen that literature as yet. We'll be back more. Dr. Kulatz joining us today at 1-800-307-3002, focusing on foods and nutrients for your dental health, right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Health news and information you simply won't hear anywhere else. Check out HealthyTalkRadio.com. Now, the woman who surfs the web without a surfboard. Here's Deborah Ray. We're talking today of foods and nutrients for your dental health. We'll table for just a moment that discussion because it is a very good one about some of these essential oils like tea tree oil, oregano oil, and others that can create an imbalance. That information is just starting to come in in good to bad bacteria. Let's say hello and welcome to Judy on a cell phone. You're on the air with Dr. Kulots. Judy? Hi. Uh, forgive me for backtracking to the subject you were speaking of before, but having had severe diarrhea for the last four years, and it's getting worse, uh, he said something about a yeast, a particular kind I had never heard of, that might be causing something like that. And since I have tried everything else, uh, allergy testing and every kind of product, acacia powder and fiber tablets and a and hundred other things, nothing is working. Is there a special kind of, of supplement you would have to take to kill that particular kind of yeast? Because well, I'd like to try a, it. A, bac- a bacteria called C. difficile. Do you have antibiotic uh, uh, treatment prior to having this onset of diarrhea? Well, I, I have to... Uh, well, before now, I had to be pre-medicated for dental cleaning twice a year, and I did have some bladder infections where I had to take antibiotics. But now, I mean, I take a probiotic every day, half for years, and now I've just discovered that cranberry juice will cause that bacteria to release from the walls of the bladder, so I, I won't have to take that anymore. But I used to have candida in the past, and although I don't do sugar, maybe I got enough from fruit. I eat a lot of fruit. So I'm wondering, this is my last-ditch effort to find something, some cause for this diarrhea that's getting worse. Have you had a CDSA, a complete digestive stool analysis, Judy, so you know where you stand? Well, only for the food. I had a stool and saliva thing for the uh, food allergies, and I quit eating what was on that list. But um, I'm not insured where I work, and so money is a factor, but... I thought if this is a possibility that this is this particular kind of bacteria that he talked about and it is candida, I would like to take whatever would kill it. We're guessing here. We're doing you a huge disservice. 
I know, but I'm I'm having to do this whole thing through trial and error. Dr. Kulak? I'm sorry, Deborah. Go ahead. No, go ahead, please. Uh, it, it's uh, you, you're taking the probiotics, uh, you're, uh-huh. and you you been and that has no effect. No, no. I mean, anything that I put into my mouth, I go on rice milk for 24 hours. Uh, I could eat a piece of toast. I could eat a piece of fruit. Whatever goes into my stomach uh, comes out as water. Mm. Well, our recommendation, I think, would be to see uh, a uh, a good gastroenterologist who is familiar with uh, treating this not only with medication but with more natural uh, remedies and, and see what they say. Yeah, and but we, when you're not insured, you can't do that financially. It's not possible for me. Judy, stay put right there. Our thanks to Dr. Kulatz. Our thanks to you. I'm Deborah Ray reminding you to live long, stay healthy.